tonight's exposure. Good evening. Welcome to a very special edition of the Impact Movie Chat here on 89FM, the Impact MSU Student Run Radio. It's the Impact, your future of movies. My name is Brad Brooks. I want to thank you here for, as I said, joining us on a very special Impact Movie Chat. Tonight is our third anniversary. Um, some of you say may say, didn't you celebrate your third anniversary a few months, about a month ago? Well, I'll get into that in a little bit. But tonight is our third anniversary show. Here uh, for May fifth, which is also Cinco de Mayo, so so um, excellent job uh, for Mexican independence. Me gusta, yeah, encantado. Um, okay, but again, you know, you win your independence for France. Who didn't? Win Who? Yeah, it's it's France. Let's 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 not get into it anymore. But so happy Cinco de Mayo, happy third anniversary here on the Impact Movie Chat. We have an excellent show for you as always. Always, we will let you. Uh, have your voice be heard on the air and at our award-winning message board. Um, if you want to give us a call, 432-3893 is the number. The message board is at www.impact89fm.org. Tonight is our third anniversary. Let me introduce our special third, interver- third anniversary panel. They are, as always, Dan Messina. Dan, how are you doing? I'm good. It's always good to be on a very special it's a very, episode. I, yeah, we don't I have feel, those. I feel very special right We now. don't have those but once a month. I Exactly. It's it's wonderful. Yeah. Brightens up my day. Especially this point of the year. Should brighten up everybody's day. And we should have at least a whole month of very special. Very, very special. It's a very special month this month of May. Exactly. All right. So, Dan, thank you for being with us. Uh, my left-hand man, uh, as always, here every week. And, and you've been on the show for about two and a half years. Just about. I mean, Almost two me, and a half years. Tell me off the air that it started around May of 2002. And May of? I can, I can remember being on as early as September, maybe? September, October of 2002. I kind of, I, I kind of think of January 2003, but that's the difference between us. Um, but you've been on... No, uh, well, we'll really talk about this more. Uh, the history, the really lore. Matter. I'll put that on the There's message There's no need board. to fight. Here on the Impact Movie Chat. Uh, the Impact Movie Chat, if you haven't uh, ever checked the show out... Bad listener. Um, the show is an hour of live talk radio, and it's all about movies. Um, it's in the name, Impact Movie Chat. Uh, let your voice be heard. We're going to do a lot of previews of films that are uh, starting in the theaters tomorrow. We'll let you know what's coming out at the video store so that you can rent them this week. Uh, we also do reviews, and we talk about industry gossip and what have you. It's everything about movies, all about movies. It's an hour of live talk radio. It's a part of the exposure that is here every weekday night from 7 to 8 p.m. here on 89FM, the Impact MSU student-run radio. We're broadcasting live from the basement of Holden Hall. And if you want your voice to be heard, give us a call. Phone lines are always open at area code 517-432-3893, 432-3893. Or you can log on to our message board if there's anything you want to talk about. I went on today and someone gave their review of The Interpreter. If you want to chime in on that, go to our message board. It's at the uh, excellent Impact website, the address www.impact89fm.org. You can always Google it. Um, Look up message boards. You will find a lot of great information on the studio here and our excellent message board. I would like to think it's the number one message board on the Impact message boards, but... Or, I, or I believe anywhere. it is the number one message it, board. It should be. It I should mean, be if it's not... Anywhere in the planet, maybe? But, well, maybe just in the in the Tri-County area. This is a special episode, Brad. It's a very special episode because it is our third <laughs> anniversary. Um, the Reverend, unfortunately, is not with us. Uh, the Reverend Phil, um, I call him my right-hand man. He's with us here every week. Unfortunately, not here at the moment. 
Um, he would be able to uh, back up my stories on the history of the Impact Movie Chat because he's been here since the beginning. Now I no, it's just okay. November of two thousand two would have been that big blowout birthday party that I had that you and and occasional panelist Monica were at, and I can remember being on that show before that. All that right, was, that right. was two thousand two. Well, well, so you're looking at a year. You're looking at two and a half years. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. I've been on for a while. We'll put it. I started way. the show, so let's just not mess around anymore. <laughs> you're like the speaker of the house. I'm on the left. You know. Gavel, you gavel, gavel. And, All okay. right. Um, basically, a few months ago when we did our third annual Oscar show. Um, that was the birth three years ago of the impact movie chat. Um, but it was a small segment and, uh, that was when the Oscars were in April. Uh, at the end of April that month, we did another small segment, but at the time the show wasn't the impact movie chat. It was still myself and a few other, uh, loud, obnoxious guys. One of which was the Reverend, uh, just doing small segments on the exposure hour, but finals week, the first week of May in 2002, um, we went to a live one hour show took up the entire exposure hour of Thursday night, and we've been on ever since. So I look at this week, this uh, this show tonight, as the third anniversary of the Impact Movie Chat. So I want to thank everyone who's been a panelist in the past, uh, especially the Reverend, uh, Dan and Andy. Thank you very much for being here. But everyone that's been on the show who helped make this possible, hey, happy birthday for the show. Happy birthday. Very good. Been on three years. It's been exciting. It's been wonderful. And we do have a very special May set up. Um, the summer is about to begin. May kicks off the summer season, so we have a lot to talk about in that. And uh, it's finals week here. Uh, a lot of people graduating, a lot of people from the studio, so congratulations to everyone who is graduating this weekend, everyone who is finally done with school. And if you're going to be back uh, next fall or taking uh, summer classes, well, at least you're done with the semester, so congratulations to you as well. You're listening to the Impact Movie Chat here on 89FM, The Impact. Uh, it's an hour of live talk radio. It's all about movies, so if there's anything movie-related you want to talk about, give us a call, 432-3893, 432-3893 is that number. Let your voice be heard. Give us a call. You're listening to the Impact Movie Chat. Usually the Reverend is here, and we kick off with the Reverend's news. We start off with that. The Reverend, unfortunately, is not with us tonight, uh, though I picked up a few little nuggets that we can discuss, news that may be somewhat newsworthy. Um, the first would be the fact that uh, I noticed today that X 2 and Sahara are officially horrible, horrible bombs. <laughs> and neither, none of us have seen this, these two films, correct? I, yeah. I saw Sahara. Oh, you saw Sahara. Yeah. I guess I would say I'm surprised that X 2 is a bomb. I, I mean, I'm... I, I'm sure it's an awful movie, and I'm sure that didn't surprise really any, any <laughs> critics, but but um, I'm surprised it's a bomb. Sahara, I could kind of see, I know we, we kind of actually speculated when we saw that it was only at like one, you know, one showing. One showing, one each showing. Of the theaters. Exactly. Each of the major theaters. So that the was area. that was kind of an indicator that it maybe wasn't going to do as well, but uh, I, I guess I would have thought Triple X 2 would have done better. Yeah, I, 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 as I mentioned on the show, yeah, it was when the opening weekend for Sahara, um, only at each of the major theaters in the area had it one screening of it. You know it's not going to be a big film, especially for something that cost $130 million, estimated. Um, it's only pulled in around $57 million. Huge bomb there. So the idea of a, I think, is it Dirk Pitt? Is that the sure. Master yeah. Explorer uh, character that uh, Matthew McConaughey play, plays? I guess that entire franchise, uh, courtesy of Clive Custler, um, <laughs> a great writer. In many regards. Uh, it looks like they won't be doing any of those anymore. I think Triple X 2, Triple X State of the Union, falls right into the, the Laura Croft Tomb Raider, Laura Croft Cradle of Life 
situation. The thing, well, you mentioned 130 million for, projected, for projected budget before advertising or anything. Wow, I believe that um, may include the advertising, but that's that's the estimated completed budget okay. from uh, IMDb, www.imdb.com, okay. the internet movie database. Now, with, having seen the movie, I'm I'm left wondering where exactly that money went. Craft um, services. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see the 130 million Donuts? up on screen unless it was to pay actors or something. And it's um, again, you know. It, I still manage to become disheartened about this kind of thing. I really shouldn't because such is the way of Hollywood, obviously, because most movies like this lose money. But I can remember maybe 15 years ago with uh, Terminator 2. It was the first uh, movie to hit for, who's, for to have a budget that hit $100 million, and that was a big deal back yeah. then. You know what I mean? 92, and yeah. And now it's, now it's $150 million is thrown around like it's nothing. And these movies make $40 million, $50 million. It's either They're either huge know. hits. They pull in 300 bills. Or they 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 tank and put in sixty five million and are huge losses. This is why actually good films don't get made. Right. I don't know what Studio Sahara is made from. I'm sorry, I don't know who the public the uh, producers were. But this will affect the next two years. They won't make nearly the films they could make because of this loss. That's 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 true. I guess I'm also surprised that I guess I'm a little surprised that those haven't made money because those are movies that like, both of those are movies that I, I could see making money overseas. Which sounds funny, but I know I know like uh, what's the Scorpion King actually oh, yeah. that it made it made quite a bit of money overseas, and a lot of like King Arthur made a lot of money overseas, mm-hmm. and a lot of those really kind of crappy actiony movies tend to do well, a lot better overseas oh, yeah. than they do here, and that's really they, where they make their money, and the maybe they money. haven't been as released overseas, but I think usually it's pretty concurrent though, right? Yeah, I, these these numbers are just off their domestic. Oh, is that just domestic? It's just domestic. I'm not sure if Sahara. And and triple X two are worldwide yet. I'll be curious to see that because yeah. I that I know like, even, like iRobot made a lot of money yeah. overseas, this which really surprised me. But yeah, with a film like this, that it's really if they can, if they don't make it domestically, there's always the overseas market. There's always the rental, the DVD market. For me, I guess as a like I'm not a businessman, but I would think if you can't make a film that's going to guarantee its money, just on domestic release, what's the point of making this film? Well, but I would say it depends on the, on the film. I mean, certain certain films. I I I gotten bored a few days and I've, I've looked these up. But certain films do not do well overseas at all. Like I know the barbershop movies made like zero dollars overseas well, because, because they're of, talky films. They, sure, they're, they're very about the comedy. They're about our culture. Sure, it's not going to fly in Latin America. But but a lot of a lot of again a lot of the kind of trashy action films mm-hmm. they make a ton of money and they make more money overseas yeah. than they make here. So I, I'll be again I'll be I'll be curious to see it's how, they're, how those... it's because they're light on dialogue and explosions. Are universal. That's. I mean, you you joke, Brad, but that's precisely right. Yeah. I mean, these movies are made with overseas money in sure. mind. They, it's uh, you know, producers are constantly trying to keep dialogue to a minimum, or at least keep it as simple as possible, so uh, you know, subtitled audiences can understand it. And well, it's all about yeah. And they're also just the big indulgent American movies, oh, frankly. Yeah. And I'm sure that's a lot of the gimmick. It's like, oh, another big indulgent American movie. I'll go see that. Basically, the same idea. No dialogue. Lots yeah. of moving. Things, things that blow up, things that are great. It's, exactly. it's always fun. And we're joined now by the Reverend Phil. Reverend, how you doing? I'm all right. It's good to have you on. Cool. How you doing? Uh, you know, had better days, had worse days. It's all right. I'm glad you could make it to the third anniversary Ooh, really? show. Nice. Third anniversary. Do you not remember? Yeah, I remember. I just uh, threw me off because the Oscars are earlier now. 
Yeah. Because it was an Oscar show. Well, the anniversary... No, well, the, no, that's not the reason I'm oh, talking okay. about. We discussed Brad, Brad's trying to rewrite history here. I'm not no, rewriting history. Okay, do it. Explain. The, the show became a full-fledged part of the station. Mm-hmm. The, the finals Like a full hour-long show. A full hour-long live show. Because before, we were just kind of... We would come into the studio, do 30 minutes, 15 minutes, and, you know, we'd hope for a show. Right. But this is the, when we officially became a full show. Maybe I believe I'm it. I believe it. Thank you. The Reverend, the Reverend remembers third anniversary show down. No more. No, let's not argue this anymore. Give us a call. 432-3893. 432-3893 is the number. Give us a call. Um, last bit of news, and this is the most disheartening. Um, Alien versus Predator. Who else saw this horrible movie? It's that not was... getting a sequel, is it? According to a representative <laughs> from the production company, um, discussing to Sci-Fi Wire, which I, I believe I think is a magazine. I'm not really certain what it is. AVP, Alien vs. Predator. It looks as though a sequel is in the works. Nice. That was easily one of the worst films of last year. And a disgrace to both... Like, it made Predator 2 look like a really awesome movie. It made it, made it look great. Like, it was a cinematic force. Aliens vs. Predator was really bad. They're working on that. And uh, I know you're a big fan of the Rush Hour uh, franchise, Andy. Oh yeah, yeah. Rush Hour three looks like it's also going through. So is that going to be a Brett Ratner film? Um, well, the way Brett Ratner's career is going, because um, <laughs> that film After the Sunset didn't do so, do so well. No. Speaking of big budget films that tanked, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Brett Ratner uh, does it to to kind of solidify his career since he's not doing the uh, the Superman film. And hopefully he can put his name before it. A, a Rush Ratner. Hour three, a Brett Ratner film. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That would be excellent. So you, for those. He, I, mean, I was just going to say, Brett Ratner is one of the few, you know, sort of no-name, nothing directors who gets his name mentioned in trailers and things like that, and yeah. especially TV spots. John Turtletop. Which is strange. I don't know why that is. <laughs> National treasure. It's, I don't understand. Unless you're Spielberg or Martin Scorsese, and you he, shouldn't even have your name mentioned. I'm not a fan of it in in general. And I, I guess, yeah, Spielberg, Scorsese, they've... they've Scorsese's earned it at uh, at at this point. Spielberg's enough of an icon to where he's, you know, financially earned it as well. But yeah, I, I kind of hate it in general. Especially, I, I really dislike it. I mean, I, I can understand M Night Shyamalan. If my mother is going to recognize the name, oh, okay, he's that guy who did the Sixth Sense, right? You can put his name in front of the village. Well, but if it, if it's like John Trulltop for for National Treasure. If I have to go, John Turtletop, who, John, John, who is this guy? If I have to think about it, it's it's really unnecessary. It's a little, actually, uh, it's a little too much to have to deal with. With I'm not Shyamalan. That 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 kind of saves you a little bit, though. You could you just have to watch for that. What's the surprises and try to guess it the whole time. <laughs> you know, so you know that that's the point of the film. That's that's the whole idea. You're, you're not actually watching cinema. You're just trying to. It's like a choose your own adventure, and hopefully you'll get it. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. It's. Exactly. Waiting for the punchline. All right. Uh, this is the Impact Movie Chat here on 89FM, the Impact. Phone lines are open, 432-3893, um, It's As I said, it's our third anniversary show. And uh, because of that, we're going to do a special, uh, you know, we only break it out every once in a while. It's a top five movie show. We don't usually do this very often, um, except for maybe about once a year, around the time of the anniversary show. Uh, and we don't usually, I mean, throughout the year we talk about what we love, what kind of films we like, but we never really break down, except for when we talk about Raiders of Lost Ark and Andy and I both say, well, it's one of our top five films. We don't usually kind of talk about the top five movies that really 
do it for us that are the best films that we've ever seen that we love the most that we want to own and watch there are our desert island top five and that's what we're going to do tonight on the show each of us is going to break down our top five films of all time and we'll also get to don't worry my review of the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy um i was i think the only way to check this out reverend did you say it? yeah i saw it uh, andy and dan both let me down they didn't and check it. and Triple X State of the Union. Oh, oh we were just talking about it. I, I, I thought you were gonna see it, but I didn't. I didn't know for sure. Managed to pull that one off. Well, let, why don't we start off with? Let's. I'm gonna give it over to Andy to do his top five, and then we'll do Dan's. Then we'll do the reviews, and then we'll get to our list. Sound good? Break it up a little. Sounds, Sounds good. good, Andy. I, I get to be the opening act. You're the opening act. Nice. Well, All you've right. been here, you know, for a long time. All right. You know, possibly two and a half, more than two and a half years, so okay. go ahead. All right, I'm not going to spend too much time on, on, on number one. Anyone who's listened to the show or anyone who knows me personally knows that my, my favorite movie ever since I was a little kid is uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, co-written by George Lucas, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Harrison Ford. Um, he's iconic, just like uh, James Bond or 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 any, any great hero, I, I suppose. Uh, I have a top four. Uh, you know, a solid top four movies that I have. And then there's there's like a bottom six that make up a top ten that are on kind of like... The second the, tier. Right, yeah. yeah it's, it's the second echelon and they kind of, you know, they're, it's the, cyclical. The top four is the it nucleus of the atom. Right. And the others are the electrons revolving right. around. And occasionally right. one drifts a little close to the center. Right. You can think of it in the top five. Does that sound you can, if you're if you're a German philosopher, <laughs> you can think of the top four as like the the a priori thing, and then the other six as a posteriori. You know, okay. it's always in flux. Okay, we've already gone always. too much of this. What are, the, <laughs> what are these? What are these? Okay. four? Okay, the four are Raiders of the Lost Ark. All right, Superman. Okay, Dick Richard Donner. Donner you good love stuff. Him. Yeah, uh, Raging Bull. Right. Which uh, I've gone into many times on the show. Yes, and uh, Witness by Peter Weir, Witness. which also stars Harrison Ford. That's right. This is. I'm glad we're doing this because this isn't. I, I guess I don't. I didn't recognize that Superman was one of your top four, and Witness. Yeah, I liked it. That's true. Nothing yeah. wrong with the Amish. Okay. I'm a fan. I mean, I celebrate all of Peter Weir's movies, but Witness, I think, is his, his oh. overall his best movie. Pick one. That's nice. Good. Right. Excellent. Okay. And then for number five, it depends. You know what mood I'm in that it's, day. It's a good mile. So. Go, I mean, it goes between like Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, or The Third Man, or Manchurian Candidate, or something like that. All right. It could be anything. So anything. So maybe for yeah. Cinco de Mayo, the, there's, you know, with a little bit of maybe Latin flavor. Yeah, I, I still kind of think of maybe the American West, good, the bad, the ugly. All right, that's not yeah. good. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good. Uh, I'm glad I. I'm glad <laughs> good I'm little train of thought there. A little good. Mexican dish with an Italian uh, yeah. tinge. A little bit. They, yeah, they love tomatoes. Sound good. All right. Thank you, Andy. Dan. I had some trouble with this. Um, I because you don't like movies, so I, you couldn't find five. I, I don't like movies actually, so I just picked uh, television shows. Actually, <laughs> all right, no. but long ones. They were on a long. But time. they were they were some of them were an hour long at a time, you know, and uh, lasted you know at least a season. Sounds good. And uh, no, um, I don't know what order these necessarily go in. They don't have I, to be in an order. Okay, good. If you have a top movie, that's good. But my top five is is just okay. Scrambled. Mess. Great. Well, I I guess I, right I kind of thought you know what's. Right. What's my favorite comedy of all time? The movie I truly think is the funniest movie I've ever seen, and then I had to go with The Big Lebowski. I, I think that's truly the funniest movie I've ever seen in my entire life, and uh, and I and it really I think it had to go in my top five. And it's smart comedy too. It's not. It's true. That dumb la- dumb laughs. It's it's 
there are some dumb laughs. Well, there are some dumb laughs, but, but, but it still it's, goes along. It's, it's so truly, and yeah. every time I watch it, it, it does get funnier. I it's, like your style, Dan. I like so it. So okay. I, I had to throw that in there. Um, Recent one that you and I are a big fan of, uh, which I had to throw in there, was Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Wow, so, so I've nice. got I I love that movie I really Modern do classic. I have all right so um and then I I get a little uh, further back we've got um we've got Casablanca which is kind of trite to have in a top five and and I I almost feel a little bad. obvious it's a little obvious but I love the movie I really that's, do that's fine that was that's great that was one of the first ones I watched that was an older movie I was just like wow I actually love this this is really no, and no one can give you a hard time because it is a brilliant film it is so, so I'll, I'll stand by it Good. um. Modern Times. Um, I, yeah, I saw that recently and recently being like maybe six months ago. But um, just that there's a scene where Charlie Chaplin gets sent to prison, gets coked up and beats up a prison guard. That's that's interesting. That's your Did, life. Didn't that's see that. Life. Yeah. That's, <laughs> hey, come on. Live that one. Um, but uh, no, it's uh, but it's a, it's a thoroughly great movie. It's very bittersweet. It's just uh, beginning to end. And then finally, uh, which probably is maybe my favorite, is uh, The Graduate. And uh, and I've actually only seen it a couple times, but I'd say that's enough to where I'm willing to say that. I think it's thoroughly a, a funny movie. Uh, it's just it's got all all the elements of of what I really love in uh, in, in filmmaking. So, but I've got a whole bunch of others: Breakfast at, at Tiffany's, uh, Seven Samurai, Taxi Driver, Godfather, Annie Hall, Rose, Rosemary's Baby, and one other one to consider that I just love a lot is What's Eating Gilbert Grape, which I don't think anyone else loves, but I love that movie. <laughs> I really it's really a sentimental favorite. I like it, it's the only movie I've ever seen. Where somebody plays someone who's retarded, and I don't hate them the Mentally whole time. Handicapped. Yes, yeah, that's true. I think it would be more preferred. Yeah, okay, preferred <laughs> nomenclature. All right, I've, I've discussed getting coked up in prison <laughs> breaks, and I've made slurs toward handicapped people. But uh, but I really love that movie a lot. I All think right. I don't know so. And uh, unlike most mentally retarded characters in the movies, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's retarded person doesn't. Uh, Give any you know nuggets of wisdom or any kind you know just yeah. like no, he doesn't change you know, the world. You know, annoyingly profound dialogue towards the end, and the, the characters are like, "Oh yeah, this retarded person was right all along." <laughs> that's that why, kind of thing. That's, that's just and that's why it's the only one. And that's okay. and, and yeah. he's like dirty the whole time and kind of annoying yeah. and like. Yeah. I mean, he's he's really great. I mean, it's it's. I, I really then, think it's a thoroughly. I think it's a great movie. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you another one. Another one that's just like that is uh, is Rain Man because it shows you. You know, I mean, I don't know any mentally retarded people personally but i imagine that life with dustin hoffman and rain man would be very much like that what it really might be like to have a brother who's mentally retarded you know what i'm saying it's it's not i mean it's it's not it's not it's not uh, if you're offended don't call in please please don't because i'm slightly offended i have i have a half if you offend brad brooks yeah you know i have i have a stepbrother who is mentally handicapped and so I, I have a sense of humor about it, but it's not that big of a sense of humor. Yes, mentally handicapped people. Yes. Yeah, but I think you're right. There is, like, all of Forrest Gump, you know, you learn a lot. Yeah. Yeah. All I'm saying yeah. is most of the time I imagine it's probably not that endearing as, like, a Forrest Gump or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's a little bit tough. It's a little bit tougher right. on you. Yes, that is true. You listen to the Impact Movie Chat. We're having our third anniversary show to – well, you know, this is the anniversary when we became a hour-long program, so it doesn't, I guess, count as an anniversary show, maybe. But it's our special third anniversary, so we're each going to knock off our top five films ever. Our phone number is 432-3893. You can always go to our message board 
at uh, the Impact website, which is www.impact89fm.org. Uh, log on. We're gonna ha- I'll have that up later on, but you can always jump on there with a the new thread. Top five movies of all time. Uh, please, no Boondock Saints. Thank you. Um, <laughs> no gummo number- either. What was it? No gummo. No gummo. No gummo, no Boondock Saints. And uh, I'm going to be the only one who puts Pulp Fiction on the list because it's cool then. Everybody else does it. It becomes uncool. Uh, 432-3893 is our number. 432-3893 is our number. We'll get to the reverends and I, uh, our choices later on. Uh, but let's move into some reviews right at the moment. Reverend, you mentioned, you dropped a bomb on us, mm-hmm. that you saw Triple X 2. Triple X, State of the Union, starring Ice Cube and Sam Jackson. How was it? Um, it was everything that I wanted. <laughs> and more? <laughs> uh, one, the one flaw of the movie is that it's, a, I think it's, might be over two hours long, which is way too long. Uh, if they cut out a good half hour of plot, I would say, Wait, you know, was, almost, I would say it's. They didn't need plot? Yeah. They had plot? I would say it's on the level of the first movie okay. in terms of being so dumb that it actually, you know, if everything is is circular, it's so dumb that it actually starts to become brilliant. <laughs> so, uh, yes, there's a lot of a lot of great triple X moments. The movie's so bad movie. it changes your life. Exactly. Okay. Like every time something didn't make sense, I loved it. <laughs> because it's it's not it shouldn't. You're like, that doesn't make any sense. It shouldn't make sense. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Okay. Um, so yeah, Totally, I mean, it, it totally lived up, it exceeded my expectations of being completely ridiculous. Cause, because of the people I know who are serious film fans, uh, you know, people I would consider critics, you're pretty much the only one I know that really likes the original Triple X. And who, who loves, loves Triple X. Now, let's, <laughs> let's, let's not sell it short. You love the original Triple X. You love Vin Diesel. Yeah, this is true. You love the Diesel. And uh, Asia Argento. Asia Argento, also. who are absent in this film. Yep. So I was I was a little worried that it may not be able to pull it off. You know, it's lacking diesel power. No Asia. I mean, it's it could be a lesser film. But they bring back Sam Jackson. I had a feeling you still might love this this installment, nonetheless. Uh, how does it hold up losing <laughs> the, the beautiful Asia Argento and uh, well, the beautiful Vin Diesel? Let's just put it that way. Um, it's uh, I, I like how they they kind of change it up a bit. It's the same ridiculous movie, but it's more um, it's more gangsta because <laughs> okay. because right? Ice Cube is in it. Well, yeah. There's there's a scene where the nerdy Q character is like the old Triple X could skateboard and. You know, ski and what? What can you do? And he's like, I, I can't do anything. I'm, I do things to people or something. You know, some ridiculous line like that. I don't skateboard. Exactly. I make people skateboard. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And uh, yeah, I thought, I thought Ice Cube was delicious. <laughs> it's a means of interrogation. <laughs> He'll crack any day now. <laughs> time, time to a skateboard, maybe with a half pipe. And, you know, do it. Okay, I like, I like it this way too much. I imagine this movie's bad. We continue film. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no. I mean that that pretty much sums it up. I mean, if you if you love the ridiculousness of the original Triple X, it's it's definitely on that level. Two thumbs up. As awesomely bad. Yes. Brilliant. I'm I'm very happy for you because I know <laughs> you were you were looking forward to this just for because if anyone loves a bad movie, you know, just in all of its just horrible splendor, it is the Reverend. This is and true. And 
we don't get a lot of those, unfortunately. Get a lot of bad movies, but not awesomely bad movies. Yeah. Not movies that are just so preposterous, so over the top, so just ludicrous that you can just shake your head and they become brilliant. Yes. Few of those really truly do come out. And because uh, it's a fine line to skate. And so Triple X, State of the Union, awesomely bad, says the Reverend. We have a call. Call, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Just want to say uh, congratulations and happy anniversaries and whatnot. So I've been, I enjoy listening to you guys. Try to catch you guys whenever I can. Excellent. Well, cool. thank you very thank much. You. That's the first time in the three years we've been on and the multiple anniversary shows we've done we've ever had someone say congratulations. Thank you very much. Well, geez, that's terrible because you guys <laughs> rock. Yeah. Well, thank you very <laughs> thank much. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Take care. Yes. Yes. We do rock. <laughs> that is yeah, correct. That is correct. You're listening to the Impact Movie Chat here on 89FM, the Impact. Uh, phone lines are open, 432 You're listening to our special anniversary, third anniversary show. We're breaking down our top fives. Uh, we're going to get to the Reverend and myself later on. Right now, we're doing some reviews, and if you've seen any of the films that we've seen, please give us a call. Let your voice be heard. Triple X, State of the Union. The Reverend says awesomely bad. If you've seen it, give us a call. Let us know how you feel about it. 432-3893. is that number. Or you can go once again to our excellent message board. It's at the, uh, the Impact website. That's just impact89fm.org. All right. Let's move on into my review of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, as the only person... Uh, with the Reverend. I'm sorry, Reverend. i got to write you down that you actually saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the... Um, You'll have to kind of point out if it's based on the first book or the first two books. I'm not certain about it. But it's based on the book of the same name by Douglas Adams, uh, which was in turn based on the BBC radio production of the, sa- of, uh, the same piece, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, starring Martin Freeman, uh, Zoe Deschanel, Sam Rockwell, Most Deaf, um, with the very fun Bill Nighy and uh, John Malkovich. You gotta love him. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this over the weekend. I, I have been chomping at the bit ever since I saw the teaser trailer about a month ago and i've been waiting for this oh uh, i never did get through the books or the first book i just didn't have time unfortunately to get through it class stuff what are you gonna do um the film was a little all over the place so i definitely want to hear what the reverend has to say because you actually have gone through uh the books um i guess i kind of one half for someone who you know since i didn't actually finish the work for someone who hadn't hadn't read the books i guess it would be kind of confusing and there's a lot to take in but it's a fun time taking everything in. There's a lot of, you know, sight gags, a lot of bits, um, a lot of just, you know, very clever writing. So it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot to take in. I imagine for someone who has read the books, that's probably a bit infuriating of the amount of stuff that they had to cut and had to switch around. So I actually enjoyed it myself, kind of straddling the fence. I had uh, a bit of an intro- uh, introduction to the works getting halfway through the first book. So I knew what kind of, you know, the zaniness, the kind of uh, the wit to expect. But it was still a little bit of a mixed bag, and I, though I had a really good time and I really enjoyed it, um, I, I'm a little more interested in seeing how how the Reverend felt about it. So, so that was you. You kind of enjoyed it then. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. fun. I thought it was a really good time. Um, I was really really pleased with the uh, Jim Henson creatures. Yeah. Um, it, this is if if George Lucas is out there right now, and I'm sure he's listening to the show. Um, and though episode three's in the bag, this is what you should do. Have Jim Henson's creatures come in. They can do it. I thought the actual creature effects were brilliant mm-hmm. in the film. Everything looked great, and it was fun to watch. 
Martin Freeman and most stuff actually play off of something there. It gave a lot more life to the film. And uh, it's to me, it seemed like a bit of a mixed bag, but I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was still at least a kind of over-the-top fun time and uh, still pretty funny. So, But I'm a little more interested in hearing what you have to say about it. Yeah, I'm glad you pointed out the uh, effects because the computer graphics are very minimal. They're yeah. used very minimally, Thankfully. and it looks awesome. I mean, it, I think that really helps the movie a lot. Yeah. There's no digital sets or no digital creatures, really. I mean, you know. Um, and the aliens look a lot like the aliens from Peter Jackson's first movie, Bad Taste, which I thought was kind of funny. I don't know if that was a reference or not, but they look very similar. Um, yeah, I, I loved the movie. Great, great. I loved it a lot. I saw it um, the opening day, early in the day, and there was, you know, a sort of medium-sized crowd, and I had a hitchhiker shirt on when I went in, and there was another guy there. He's like, hey, how many times have you read the books? And so I just talked to this random stranger about the about the books and how we were looking forward to the movie, and we were both laughing hysterically through the whole thing. Excellent. Everyone else was like, what is going on? Like the rest of the audience was not getting into it at all. It's just it's very quick. It's very fast. Yeah. One joke after another. Um, it really you kind of have to follow it. It's a little more intelligent than most yes. movies are. So if you're not keeping up, you're gonna you're gonna be lost. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little more British than than most movies that Americans tend to see too. <laughs> yes. So that's another thing. Um, yeah, I. As a fan of the books, I loved it. I thought, I think, honestly, I think if you like the books, you're probably more likely to to enjoy the movie. And the changes didn't bother me at all. Good. I thought they were solid. Um, The only thing that seemed forced at all was this sort of, they hyped up the romance element. But, I mean, it's pretty small. It's something that's in the book, but it's just not... You know, they nice made it front a, center. Yeah, they made okay. it slightly more cheesy, but no, I thought it worked. I mean, it's a, it's a f- fun, cute story, so mm-hmm. you can put some romance in there. That's fine. It, it was it was very much over the top. You know, the the wit was moving a mile a minute, so I can understand for the uninitiated that it's it's moving a little too quick for for uh, for a lot of American audiences. But um, no, I thought it was a good time. I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, I, I guess maybe I thought it might be more, but you mm-hmm. know, it was expecting more out of it, but. To really just look back, it's just a really fun, you know, uh, sci-fi film with some. Re- I was really quite impressed by the Jim Henson, uh, I guess, creature shop. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Vogon aliens looked great, mm-hmm. and they moved great, and they just were uh, exactly what I imagined the Vogons to be uh, from the, the little bit of the book that I read. So I was very impressed by them, but it showed in the film yeah. where you really get to actually see the actors, you know, touch them, move off of them, to have to actually deal with a giant. Slug-like creature it was a lot of fun, so yeah. I was I was most impressed by that, and yeah, the limited use of digital effects helped the film out quite a bit. Uh, what did you think of the actors in it? Because I thought <clears throat> most of them were spot on. I yeah. mean, like Ford Prefect, like it's not the way that Mose acted wasn't really how I imagined the character, but I thought he was hilarious. Like yeah. I laughed every time he opened his mouth, basically. No, I thought I thought he was very funny, and yeah. I thought everyone was very good. I, I guess I didn't really uh, for. Uh, for Zaphod, Beetlebrox. I didn't expect Sam Rockwell. I was a little uncertain whether they would pull it off. And I'm still not certain how the creature, how the character really works in the books. But right. he's a lot of over, over the top. And for someone who loves Sam Rockwell, it was, yeah. a, it was a, a film where he really got to stretch his wings and really just go. Um, I love Zoe Deschanel. You know, she's got a, mostly a small part, but it worked out for me. I, I really loved Bill Nighy. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a very small part as well. 
Malkovich, you know, fun cameo for him. Um, yeah, it's very sardonic. I, I actually thought everyone was pretty good in it. So, yeah, yeah I, this was a, definitely a thumbs up for me. So I was I was very happy with it. I guess I expect a little more, but for a, for a, you know for looking for a smart sci-fi film, it's about as good as it, you're going to really get. Yeah. So uh, I was very happy with it, but yeah, I'm glad to hear you were impressed by them, Dan. I was gonna say from from earlier, I I just think it's funny, and it's maybe a trite thing to point out. I think it's funny how it's just a given that that things that are fit and you know, okay for for British, it has to be stupider for Americans to enjoy it. <laughs> and uh, it's like, well, it's a little intelligent for Americans. I could see where the Brits might like it, but I don't know. The, the humor is a little bit too you know intellectual for Americans to really get into it. I just. Sadly enough, I think they're smarter than us. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> no, I mean, I it's, think so, Brad. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry. We're, 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 we're dumb. I'm, that's, that's what I'll go Well, with. I think it, especially in terms of humor, I, yeah. think, I think we're a really stupid society, frankly. Yes. You know, I, I mean, I mean <laughs> we, Damn. Are, we are. We Welcome are. to the Impact Movie we Chat. Don't. You're dumb. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we just, I don't think we grasp humor as well over here. I think, and I think, but I will admit on this, I think British humor is very, very, it's, very different from ours. It's drier and it's more based on wit. Ours is more... About uh, being loud and uh, I, fart I, jokes. I mean, at least we're not like France. I mean, they're, you know... They love Jerry Lewis. They're, they're, That's even, just upsetting. they're even dumber. But. Yes. The French. <laughs> down with the French. You listen to the Impact Movie Chat here on 89 FM, the Impact. Two thumbs up from the Reverend and myself. We have callers on the line. Caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How you doing? Hello. Hello. How you doing, caller? I'm doing pretty good. I uh I was gonna talk about triple X, but after that uh, last little session there, I don't really think that's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, going the exact opposite of what you guys say about hitchhikers and the. Uh, so was was triple X awesomely bad, or just I, bad? I liked it better than the first one. Better than the first. Because I the call. say I say it like this: there's a part in that movie where they're talking to Ice Cube and. Dude's like asking him, like, what can you do? The old Triple X could jump out of planes, do this and that. And I keep just like, yeah, but he's dead. <laughs> and I, I laughed so hard because it was like, that's very true. That doesn't sums, mean anything. Sums uh, it up. <laughs> I had fun with that. But, uh, well, I'm calling. Um, I'm just pretty excited uh, about the Star Wars this month. And uh, just, it's, a, it's a geeky summer. Sounds, I know. The summer's here. Sci fi movies are in bloom. Uh, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so. Yeah. yeah, you'll definitely want to stick around. Uh, the 19th, we have a show on that date. And, uh, of course, um, I will have my review of Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. So stick I, around for that, all right? I got a re- uh, review for the game so far. It's pretty good. I'm enjoying uh, don't, it. Don't, don't need anything else from that. The game probably gives it away. So No, I'm just I'm checking <laughs> it out right now. I'm listening to you guys, and it's great. All right. Well, thanks for giving us a call. Yep. Take care. We have another call on the line. Call, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How's it going? Doing great. Yeah, I saw a uh, Hitchhiker's Guide like early the first day, and it was I saw I saw the miniseries, and I heard like the radio stories, but I never like read the books. But okay, it was really good. You know, it's still I wasn't crazy about the end and how you're saying like uh, kind of like slightly forced romantic stuff. Mm-hmm. Like his answer for the. Uh, no, let's not go. Let's not go too far. Don't it, give but, anything yeah. away. But, but there's like one thing that I really wish that they put in, like towards the beginning, where uh, Ford Prefect got the whatever guy in charge of the demolition crew to lay down in front of the bulldozer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that that's one thing that they really should have put in. I thought that was hilarious. They just he just had like the beer and stuff. But. All right. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah right. other, than, other than that, I thought it was a great movie. All right. Another thumbs up for the Hitchhiker's Guide. Okay, thanks for giving us a call. Yep. All right, take care. Phone lines are open, 432-3893, 432-3893. You're listening to Impact Movie Chat, our third anniversary extravaganza. I guess I guess extravagance is probably too much, but we're having a good time. So you know, I don't think the jubilation. To... No, no, not not that big either. We're, we're jubilant. Yes, that sounds good. I don't think we have to worry about anybody giving away the end of this next Star Wars movie. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I, I, I think we know what's going to happen. No, well, <laughs> no, 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 no reason. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I think we all know how, what's going to happen. I'll spell it out for you. It's on my personal website, but I imagine how we're going to get to it is what is the big thing. So yes. I don't personally want anyone to ruin Star Wars Episode Three for me, Dan. Thank you. He becomes Vader. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Thank you, Dan. Anakin does. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're listening to Impact Movie Chat. Four three two three eighty nine three is that number. Give us a call. We're talking about movies here on the Impact Movie Chat on eighty nine FM. The Impact. Let's switch into a quick preview section, and then we'll still get to the Reverend and I's uh, our section on our top five movies of all time. Uh, three movies are coming out in the theater starting tomorrow, one of which I know Andy is going to go see. Yay. The movies are Crash Radar, House of Wax Radar, and Kingdom of Heaven, also Radar. If Greg was with us today, he would be very excited because all three movies are rated R. So <laughs> uh, let's start from uh, the bottom, work our way up. Kingdom of Heaven. Delays from Ridley Scott. Kingdom of Heaven is not on the bottom, Brad. No, Jeez. it's on the bottom of my list here oh, that okay. I just ran down. <laughs> <laughs> the list what that I just said. It's a half empty, half full kind of thing. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, Kingdom of Heaven. Let's just turn it over to Andy. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott, your boy, right? Right. You right. love him. Yes, Can't get I up do. him. Right. You loved Mastic Men. I do like Mastic okay, Men. I'm just, just qualifying, okay? Um, but anyway, uh, starring Orlando Bloom, uh, Liam Neeson, Jeremy Irons, David Thewlis. Who I actually really enjoy. Yeah. Um, this is from director Ridley Scott, uh, known for Alien, uh, G.I. Jane, Thumb and Louise, Blade Runner, one of the best movies of all time, Legend, Black Rain, 1492, Conquest of Paradise, White Squall, um, Gladiator, Best Picture, can't, who can forget that, Hannibal, and Black Hawk Down. Big Sir Ridley Scott. Let's remember he is a knight of the realm. And he insists on being called Sir, I believe. Well, uh, if, if you were a Sir, if you were a knight, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. I mean, I'd it's like, like a samurai uh, uh, or something, you know? Sir Brad Brooks. Thank you very much. Alas, I'm an American citizen and I can't become a full fledged knight. I can get some Order of the Cross, but they you can become a samurai by mail order, I believe. And you That's can become true. an ordained priest. Yeah, I'm already, as well. I'm already a samurai. Wow. Oh, yeah, totally. Okay, anyway, <laughs> Kingdom of Heaven, uh, Orlando Bloom. Is a um, is a knight who is defending the, the kingdom of heaven. It's he's, it's during the 12th century. It's during the Crusades. It's very topical. Andy, are you psyched? I'm 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 very psyched. And yeah. I imagine you know, you know more about this film than I do. Do I? Oh, it's uh, about the Crusades. Uh, 12th century. Click um, that off I'm already. Not, I'm not really sure which crusade it is, but there uh, were multiple. Yeah, there and were, there uh, were a few, but this is just one of them. And unless you're a historian of that time period, you, no one knows. Yeah. There were multiple crusades. But anyway, he's going to protect uh, Jerusalem from uh, outsiders. I think Saladin, uh, Sultan Saladin, is trying to take over Jerusalem. He says, no, I don't think so. And uh, they get their fight on. That's not about yeah, right? so I suppose it is very uh, oh, topical. Very I, topical. I guess. Watch out. Step yeah. back, Jack. Okay. Uh, Kingdom of Heaven, you're down with it. Yeah, I'm Because you love the Scott. I, I do like Ridley Scott. He, um... <clears throat> Excuse me. He's he's a very old fashioned director. Um, he I, I, always, I have this thing about Ridley Scott that he should have been born 
uh, into filmmaking of the of the silent era, whereas he just should have made silent movies, because really before there was uh, you know such thing as as sound at the movies or even or even color or anything like that. It was all about just visual storytelling. I mean, it was just moving paintings, really. That's all it is. And that's essentially what Ridley Scott does. So even if this movie, even if the script to this is lame, I'll still enjoy it. Um, just, I mean, he's got he's got a great eye. He's got like a painter's eye, really. And uh, the photography is, is done by John Matheson, who uh, did Phantom of the Opera, I believe, last year. He also photographed Hannibal and some other ones. And uh, production design was by Arthur Max, who um, who I enjoy. So it'll be a nice looking movie, nevertheless, even if it's uh, even if it's overlong, even if the story is a pooper, you're gonna love I'll, the visuals. I'll still enjoy it because and, his movies are moving, are moving, you know, uh, painting. They're they're very pretty, right. and uh, and the cast is great. I'm really excited about the cast. Honestly, I, I'm, I, I'm not I, being I'm sarcastic. Just, I am. My only thing is, I love. I'm with you on the cast, except for Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom, he's all right. He had to wear a piece on his chest. For, that was of hair. Of, he <laughs> right. had to wear. I mean, I understand when Sean Connery wears a toupee, a hairpiece on his head, so he looks like he has hair. Sean Connery's been bald since 1974. <laughs> but when you have to put a, a, a hairpiece on someone's chest to give them hair so they look manly, I have issues with that. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. he is Orlando Bloom. I mean, <laughs> and it's directly proportional to the amount of women who like this male celebrity, as the more you know, effeminate they are. Yeah. I'm serious. You know, Ewan uh, McGregor, uh, all those. Those things. Happen. Okay. Well, just let's forget about We're Orlando Bloom that. for a second. Okay. The rest of the cast is tight. Yeah. Liam Neeson, Ava Green, Norton, it's all good. them. I, I say the cast looks nice. I'm just not necessarily feeling it. Reverend, Kingdom of Heaven, year or nay. Um, I, th- I mean. Uh, I, I'm not a big really. I hate really Scott movies. <laughs> Do it, yes. Um, but David Thewlis is in it, so and I'm I'm gonna have to see it. And if you see it, you might as well see it in the theater where everything the battles are big. Yes, and it's probably gonna hurt me, but I'm gonna watch it. It's all or nothing. Good you, cast. You've either got to watch in the theater or never see it. And you're exactly right, Reverend Dan. I'm so so on Ridley Scott. Um, I think some of his movies are very good. Uh, then there's Hannibal. And there's G.I. Jane, and those are really painful. And but uh, but other I don't know this one this one could be could be decent. Um, I I don't know I, I'm gonna read up on it first to see what All the right. uh, what the take is. Make your decision later. See, see if it's worth checking out. I put you on the spot. I apologize. Yeah, All right, don't, don't do it again. That is Kingdom of Heaven. <laughs> Radar starts tomorrow. Uh, we'll do the others very quickly. Uh, they are House of Wax from a first time director, Wami Sarah. I'm gonna go with. Is the name of the director? Is a video director, commercial director? Uh oh. Wami Sarah. I'm not really sure. Um, who's linked to other productions? Possibly the Wonder Woman film that may be coming out. This one stars uh, Elijah Cuthbert, um, Chad Michael Murray, and Paris Hilton. Yes, the Paris Hilton God. who we spoke about last week. It's about a bunch of college kids who get off the road, uh, need some help, and they end up in a town uh, where the main attraction is a wax museum. But guess what? All the uh, mannequins. That are covered in wax are actually people. Uh oh. So, uh, and, and I imagine a Leatherface esque uh, <laughs> person who wears wax and is about wax chases them around. Um, the reviews are abysmal. So, um, they allowed it to be reviewed. Yes. That's interesting. They allowed it to be reviewed. The reviews are horrible. House of Wax starts tomorrow. Um, they just keep remaking Deliverance over and over again. I'm going to, I'm going to say, the beaten path, you know, redneck yeah, thing. I'm, I'm going to say right here, um, this is an intelligence litmus test. If you really want to see it, but not because it's going to be awesomely bad, because you think it's going to be good, 
You might want to go back to school. Okay. And the third film from uh, Paul Haggis, uh, who wrote Million Dollar Baby, is Crash. A huge cast on this one, uh, including Brendan Fraser, uh, Don Cheadle, Sandrick Bullock, Matt Dillon, Jennifer Esposito. I always liked her. Ryan Philippine. Uh, Ludacris shows up. Uh, Tony Danza, Keith David is in this as well. Uh, and Tandy Newton, one of the most beautiful women on the planet. Uh, this is about... Um, it's a film about uh, kind of a look at the race relations, race relations uh, in a post-9-11 world in Los Angeles uh, in which people from all walks of life, their lives are drawn together after a car accident, uh, which is centered in the film. Uh, sounds to me a, a bit like an American Amores Peros, uh, but uh, I'm all right with that. There's a, there's this website called chud.com, which are, I think they're really funny, and uh, – the dude on that saw the movie and referred to it as Magnolia 2, Where Have All the Frogs Gone? In a way. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it does kind of look like, I didn't see the trailer, but from the description, it sounds like that. So you're not into it? No, it looks no, stupid. So no, Dan? You, you know, when you listed off the cast, it was all a bunch of people who are three or more years removed from actually being A-list actors. Mm-hmm. You if know, they ever were. If they even were. Yes. But these are people who, in in the past while, have not made an A-list movie. So I just, I find that, it's like, I guess you collect enough of them together, maybe that makes A-list. I don't it's a bit know. foreboding. You never know. Andy, crash. Uh, to, to annex what Phil was saying, they just keep remaking shortcuts over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. The yep. same thing. It's And again, it's become almost the device for supposedly great filmmaking. And I've seen a trailer for this, and it looks like one of those things that, you will go and see, and you will take it seriously, and all this, you know, this kind of thing. It just looks really overwrought and melodramatic and boring to yeah. me. And for some reason, you have to go see it, but at the same time, it doesn't look entertaining right. in any way, in shape, or form. And so. ultimately, it's going to be confused with the great David Cronenberg movie Crash from exactly. The which I was, I was like, hey, they're releasing Crash. Yeah. I have, I've never seen the Cronenberg film. I would love to see it on the big screen. Excellent. No, no, mm-hmm. it's not that Crash. I'm sorry. So, Crash. Not David Cronenberg. Uh, rated R. House of Wax and Kingdom of Heaven all start tomorrow. New at your video store, The Chorus, Academy uh, Award nominee for Best Foreign Language Film. National Treasure, last year's Indiana Jones knockoff. Fan of the Opera, don't need to say anything about that. And uh, from our childhood, uh, The Sandlot gets bastardized into The Sandlot too. Those are at your retail and video stores uh, starting last Tuesday. You're listening to the Impact Movie Chat. Let's take a quick call. Call, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. Thanks for hanging on. Hey, how's it going? My name is Brody. Hey, Brody. Hey, uh, well, first I've got a couple comments. Uh, what's that, House of Wax? House of Wax. Is that, is that a remake of the old Vincent Price film? Yes, it uh, is. The it's, Wax Museum? It's a Dark Castle reimagining, yes. Okay, cool. And um, also the, uh, the comment about, about Ridley Scott making uh, moving paintings. Uh, I think that's that's actually like one of his highest points, but also like one of the things that causes problems with his films, because like like take Blade Runner for example, like the setting, like like the surrounding and the environment is just so like full of full you know just it's so intense that it almost overshadows the characters in the story because you're like saying ooh isn't that pretty what's going on what are they talking about wow look at that flying cars you know <laughs> but um my the question that I was calling about was um about Hitchhiker's Guide. I haven't seen the movie that just came out just now, but um, I have seen the BBC um, miniseries All right. movie type thing. I've read the first two books several times, um, and I'm pretty familiar with the radio drama, too. Okay. And um, my question was, between the radio drama, which came first, 
and the books and the BBC movie, there's like all these, there's slight discrepancies in the storyline, you know, like the main plot's the same, but like as far as how they get to certain parts changes a little bit. And I was wondering uh, for someone else that was familiar with the books and, and the, the BBC movie and, and maybe the radio drama too, like, is there a lot of that or is it, is it pretty close to one or, or all of those? All right. Thanks for giving us a call. I'll let the Reverend answer that. Yeah, just real quickly. Um, yeah, they're all slightly different. Um, they're all basically the same. I mean, a lot the same things happen yeah. for the most part. Um, yeah, I mean, it's in that vein. It's not an adaptation of either the radio show or the books. Or if anything, it's an adaptation of the books. Yeah, but it does change quite a bit. I, that's so. for most of the reviews I've, I've read. It's mostly it's just going to center on the books, the radio production, which came first, and the, the BBC production. They're just kind of along there. And this is why I would imagine that fans of it should be able to just accept yeah. the adaptation because the books themselves are adaptations. Part so. of the mythology is that every incarnation is different. Yes. So That's beautiful in its own way. Yeah. All right. We're, all, we're getting close to wrapping this up. Reverend, I want your top five. Top five. Top five. Do it. Hit me. All right. Uh, okay. I've got a top three, so I'll work my way up. <laughs> Who are you, David Brent? Exactly. <laughs> I'll give you three if you need two more. You ask. We'll you can't see this, but he's doing the fingers thing. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Synergy. <laughs> Working, yes. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, two two on the outside. If I had to make five, it would be Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Oh, nice. And Unforgiven. Brilliant. Give it up to Clint two times. And, uh, two times. Top three, no particular order. Twelve Angry Men. Nice. With Henry Fonda. Lament. 2001, A Space Odyssey by I know Stanley you love Kubrick. That yeah. That's brilliant. And Raiders of the Lost Ark by Steven Spielberg. Nice. And I'm going to make it a, I'm going to make it a trifecta. Raiders of the Lost Ark, not menace, that's that's in my top 5. So, 3 of the 4, Dan. I love Raiders. I <laughs> you didn't put it on your list. I don't want to hear anything <laughs> from you. Um, Raiders is in my top 5. My number one film, of course. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so The Empire Strikes Back. Um, best of the original trilogy. Very good film. Um just as excellent moments, Luke versus Vader one, possibly probably the best lightsaber battle of the series. Great times. Um, Raiders is in there. I am putting Pulp Fiction in there because I do love that movie. Though I will admit that putting Pulp Fiction in your top five is the chachiest thing a person of my generation can do. It's it's a, a, a total film loser who doesn't know anything. The kind of person who loves Boondock Saints puts Pulp Fiction in their top five. I've just done it, so I, I feel horrible. <laughs> so it's a good thing that I'm almost done here. And um, Doctor Strangelove, Kubrick, you gotta have, you gotta have your Kubrick in there. Can Fighting. I guess? Can I guess the fifth one, Brad? Go ahead. Seven Samurai. No, I'm, oh. I, I've left out Kurosawa. Okay. I love Kurosawa. There should be. It's. I've, I I struggled between either putting uh, putting Rashomon in. Okay. I, Rashomon is my favorite. Rashomon's Kurosawa. top ten for me. Also it's my, it's my top ten okay. for sure. But I, the movie I've been in love with most recently that I, it's in it, a Rear Window just barely got nudged out. Um, the Third Man you mentioned earlier. Uh, Carol Reed's Third Man, one of the best I think noir films of all time. The British, it's got British wit. It's very funny. Joseph Cotton, love him or hate him. Uh, Harry Wells is one of the best any heroes of all time. Uh, one of the best roles. He's a secondary character, and they talk about him. The entire film, it's brilliant. Um, the Third Man, actually directed. Leave it to the Brits to show us how to do noir. Leave it to the Brits to show us how to do it. All right, well, let's end the show as we always end it, um, except for some weeks. We just don't do it. Uh, the Impact Video Pick of the Week. And 
This was discussed last week. Dan and I were talking about it. Andy wasn't here. And Andy and I just spontaneously began talking about it beforehand. But the film is After, After Hours. After Hours. Yeah. Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese from 1985, I think? Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, I know uh, Phil and Brad are both fans of this as well. I, I guess I, yeah, everybody here. We all yeah, love it. We all Big love it. Fans. It's a great movie. Um, I think uh, in the Scorsese repertoire, it's it's very o- overlooked and uh, underrated. And I, it would probably be in my top five Scorsese films that he's made. Oh, yeah. Um, it's about... Uh, what happens? Uh, Griffin Dunn, a lot of things happen. Griffin Dunn, it's one night in the life of Griffin Dunn in uh, in uh, New York City. It's very Kafka-esque. If, I always say if, if Franz Kafka wrote about New York City and Scorsese directed it, this would be the movie. And this is Scorsese's homage to The Wizard of Oz. Right. Which is excellent. And it's just a whirlwind story. As you said, it's an, this horrible, crazy, zany night for Griffin Dunn. And he meets... Just an eclectic and wonderful cast of characters, and a lot of a lot of really dark and disturbing and upsetting material is made into a very funny movie. Yes, somehow it, it's strangely. so beautifully interconnected and so beautifully symmetrical. Too. Yes, I mean, and and and, and he, it's, he pulls it off just so so fluidly, so so perfectly. And the it's, entire time, you know, you're watching a Scorsese film. You can tell from the style, from the direction, that this is a Martin Scorsese film. But you're completely thrown back with the fact that it's funny. That it's 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 so damn it, funny. it's hilarious. Yeah, it's really and it's an excellent film. Griffin Dunn, you used to be beautiful. I don't know what happened to you, Reverend. <laughs> after Hours. Uh, yeah, I love it. Oh, I just see if you had a comment oh, for it. Yeah. And Griffin Dunn. Yeah, it's Word. if he could only be <laughs> if it could be in more than just Forty Days, Forty Nights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, so the video pick of the week from 1985, Martin Scorsese's After Hours. Um, New to I, DVD for yeah. the first time. Which I fought cool. for the longest time to check this one out. I recently checked it out, and it's, it's, it's quite brilliant. I have to say, I would, the moment if I had to put together a top ten of the eighties, it's it's looking to fight its way in. Yeah, if that's... not already sitting there at number like eight. Yeah, definitely. So that's after hours. Um, thank you for listening to the third annual, uh, uh, the anniversary show for the Impact Movie Chat. Uh, we've had a great time, and I want to just. Uh, let you know we have an excellent month of May planned up. We'll have a lot of uh, prizes, a lot of gifts to give out. Uh, over the next month, we'll have our uh, big, uh, um, some of our big summer preview stuff going on. We have a big uh, Star Wars films coming out. I got to talk about that. Next week, we're going to do comfort films. We're bringing back some old topics, one of which is comfort films, films that really uh, make you feel good. Rainy day, sick day, your girlfriend just left you. You got to sit at home and watch movies. That's what we're talking about next week. Comfort films. Um, and we're all winding down to the 26th of May, which will be our final show. The uh, Impact Movie Chat is going off the air on the 26th. And uh, it's going to be uh, an awesome month. We've got a great month set up, and uh, we're going to rock you out. So, uh, hey, any last comments, guys? I, I stupidly told a lot of people before this show <laughs> that this was the last show. That was a lie. We're hanging don't, around. Don't pay attention to we're me. hanging around to the end of the month. Uh, we're going to have some great things. We're going to bring back. Um, Create your own movie. That'll be the last one. And uh, in two weeks, we're going to do an excellent topic, Movies You Love That Everyone Hates, slash Movies You Hate That Everyone Loves. So it's a final goodbye month, and we're rocking out with uh, some topics that I love. So next week, Comfort Fills, Films, get your list ready. We're going to rock you out. All right, guys, any last words? Oh, Brilliant. Good. Stick around. The basement's up next. I see Spin waving his arm around. He's sure. Uh, for Dan, oh, uh, for Dan, the Reverend Andy, I'm Brooks. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, stick around. Have a good night. 
Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.